Welcome to Business Unplanned, a business podcast series from Gamer. I'm Michael Hyatt, and this is part three of a four-part series where we answer questions from Canadian business owners all across the country. These questions were posed at BMO's Small Business Month virtual event in October called Regaining Business Momentum After a Crisis. On today's episode, I'm joined by one of our event panelists, Pascal Aquande, Relationship Manager at BMO. We'll be answering questions around finances and loans as you begin to prep for tax time in the coming months. So we can start with our first question today. Um, Michael, this is from Bonnie in Cambridge. Bonnie would like to know, what are some things I should consider if I need to apply for a new business loan? So thank you, Bonnie, for the question. I, I, I want to just talk about debt for a second because I want you to get a bit of a perspective of what debt is. There's, there's, there's good debt and there's bad debt. And just like you think about it personally, you should think about it for your business. So for example, um, if you take out debt because you want to buy consumables, you want to buy a new truck because you want to drive a new fancy truck, or you take them out for fancy new TVs and things that depreciate assets that depreciate relatively quickly, like really gorgeous TVs or something like that, that's not necessarily good debt. When you take debt out, let's say you took debt out for an example, um, because you'd like to go to dental school or do something, a professional certificate that was going to make you more money. That is good debt because you can probably have a higher earning potential. So sometimes debt's bad. Sometimes debt's good. When it comes to a business, you know, you have to look at it the same way. If you take on money into your business, the question you should ask yourself, if I take on $100,000, a loan or a debt, do I then use that money to make much more money? Or am I just using it to kind of pay off um, a business that's not pivoted properly, it's not doing well, so I'm just gonna go more into the hole. When you take on money, when you take on debt, it can be the cheapest thing you've ever done or the most expensive thing you've ever done. Debt becomes really expensive when you don't put it to work properly. There's many places to get debt from. Um, interest rates in general, interest rates the way you should see them are, it, it's the price of money. And the price of money is very, very cheap. In fact, over the past 200 years, we've never had interest rates this low. So money is a little bit free and ubiquitous and you can get a hold of it from many places. The question is, is can you put it to work and make more money than you're really taking on? Can you make that debt cheap by making it effective? So there's a number of places to get debt. If you go to the bank, um, you can get debt from the bank. Uh, but before you even do that, right now in this crisis, there's a number of mechanisms the federal government has put together that you should look at. I'm sure you have. Some people personally has looked at the CERB to help them if they were laid off. Some people have looked at SUS, which help pay for staff right now, which you should look into. Uh, and then there's other ideas where you can get an instant $40,000 loan. I think $10,000 can be forgiven. And there's even a new $20,000 top up from the federal government. Um, you can actually apply um, right on many banks' websites. BMO has it on their website. Uh, COVID-19 business support uh, on their small business banking. And you can take a look and you can make those applications. Beyond that, you can actually get debt um, that's been around for some time. That's 85% backed or supported by the federal government. The question is, when you take it on, can you do something good with it? The last place people get debt from is not just the banks or maybe some, some money that could be forgiven from the federal government. And there's sometimes you can also, depending on what industry, you get some grants that's, that actually that's, it's forgivable debt. But some people also get it from angels or from third party institutions that if it's third party, it tends to be a higher interest rate and could be a little more punitive. And sometimes people will buy part of your business but or give you some money 
as a debt and they could convert it later to equity. And there's a whole bunch of terms around that. The number one thing you should be thinking about though is why am I taking this debt and can I make it productive? So for example, if I have a company and I buy this new machine, will I get this much more business? Will it lower my costs? What is the debt doing for me? And, and how am I gonna put it to work to make more money? You're listening to Business Unplanned, a business podcast series from BMO. Make sure you subscribe for more conversations, learning and insights, or visit our business hub at bmo.com forward slash small business resource hub. There you'll find helpful articles and videos for any stage of business, whether you're starting out, expanding, or looking for advice. I recommend the latest content series on crisis planning, which in this current age is more relevant than ever. There's an expansive e-guide that you can download absolutely free with chapters about cash flow crisis or even applying for government grants. And there's four companion workbooks to help you get started. So if you want to see your business one step ahead, visit bmo.com forward slash small business resource hub. This is from Dave in St. Catharines. And Dave is asking, how concerned should small businesses be about the significant increase in government debt incurred during the current crisis? Will this negatively affect their sales given the possible slowdown of the economy due to government government debt? Should they expect tax increases in the long term? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great question, Dave. So first of all, to to paint the, our country, it's we are a collection of it's astounding number, 1.1 million small businesses, we're, you know, 34 million people, but 1.1 million small businesses, that's that's companies under the size of 100 employees that make up 65 to 70% of our GDP, depending how you look at it. So in other words, small business is the big business in Canada, and it's actually a humongous business. And when we look at it, um, I, I know a lot of you um, watch the debt go up and, and and hearing a lot the 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 actually record debt that we're putting on right now, but it's an interesting thing. So looking at Canada as compared to other G7 nations, what you'll see is before the pandemic, Canada had a relatively low debt to GDP ratio, meaning the debt we have as a nation to what our kind of revenue is, kind of like a debt to revenue as you have as a business, is relatively low, is around 30%. And when you look at other countries, typically in the G7, many of them were a lot higher. America is, is, is basically 100%. Japan is over 100%. Uh, France and Germany are up higher as well. So when we look at ourselves and compare ourselves to other industrialized nations, what you'll notice is that Canada had dry powder. Canada had the ability to spend. But you've got a couple of things. We're a very small uh, country. We're 2% of the global economy. We're a minor currency. We're geographically a big nation. But population-wise and currency size and economy size, we're kind of a little larger than the state of California. We're actually not that big, but we're great. And here's the thing. When we make, in this pandemic, what we've done is that we've gone from kind of a 30% debt to GDP ratio to about a 50%, which is very high. And if you saw when we did that last, we did it in the 90s. And it became very painful for the country to try to wind, kind of wind our way out of those, uh, out of that time, if you recall, or maybe not recall. So the, the question is going to be when this party's over, uh, this pandemic is over, it's a, a bad term, but who's going to pay for it and how are we going to pay for it? The truth is, is under the situation we're in now, 
although I tend to be more conservative, I'll tell you that we need to spend because many companies and many people's jobs have been stopped by force. It's not a regular recession or depression. This is a, we're gonna stop capitalism by force. So spending is the right thing to do for most nations right now, because we need the cash to go out to the people to try to keep the things together. So two things will occur over the next 12, 18 months. There'll be a lot of stimulus and probably more stimulus than a fiscal hawk would like. If we have enough stimulus, I believe they're gonna to come together again and in the next one and two years, and then we'll start paying that down. The question is, is how do we pay it down? This government could do a number of things. They could raise taxes a number of places. Um, as a small business owner, I think it's very, very difficult to see us raising small, you know, taxes on small businesses, which as I said, are the engine of this country. They could do a wealth tax, which would be very unpopular that have never worked, which is just tax you on your wealth, which would be very strange that has failed in Europe or they could change the capital gains exemption rates or the inclusion rates and make things a little more difficult as well. Uh, I would think both of those would be negative to small business. Um, the truth is, is that you're gonna see a lot of debt, a lot of stimulus until we can come back together. But to answer your question at the bottom line, there's probably no way around that right now because the country needs it. We go back to the last question we got, think about the travel and tourism industry when we're like, you can't open. You have a restaurant. You're a restaurant owner. You can't open. Oh, you have a resort. You can't open. Oh, you have an airline. Well, 85% down. The truth is, is that it was nobody's fault. This wasn't a bad business plan. So governments are stepping in and helping with stimulus. And uh, I do believe that in a couple of years, we're going to see higher taxes to probably pay for it in most nations. But it is an amazing transformation if you can get everybody rowing in the boat. A very small percentage of people in a company actually row the same direction as you. You, you really want to try to get people leaning into your company. You know, I'll leave you with this one idea as well. Every company has its own union, whether you officially have one or not. And you get the union you deserve. You get the union you deserve based on how you treat people and how they feel about the business. And how they think how they feel about your business. Now is a crisis and it's your time to step up and make people feel to lean into this crisis. And I think that's a critical point. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Michael. We have our next question um, for our panelist, Pascal. Pascal, this question is from Evandro from Edmonton. And Evandro would like to know, what level of financial cushion should a small business have in times of COVID-19? So talking about level of financial cushion that a business needs to be able to minimize the impact of COVID-19, the simplest answer to that question is to say, I mean, get as much cushion as you can um, to survive the time. But the reality is that if we, um, you know, someone said that um, as a rule of thumb, get, you know, have up to six months worth of cash to cover for your operational expenses to deal with the crisis. You know, but the, the, the pandemic and the crisis we have in our hands today is not typical. It's not the type that the world is used to. And the reason for that is it came very unannounced and it left little or no time for anyone to really prepare for what is going on now. The other piece um, in all of this is it is difficult to really say how much cushion you need because we really cannot predict how long this would go on for. So the point is, I think the, the, the real thing should be um, for businesses to understand that financial cushion is as a result of the type of business model you have. 
So to be able to ensure that you have sufficient financial cushion that will help you deal with the impact of COVID-19, my, my advice would be for um, business owners to really um, try to find a way to revisit your existing business model. And if you have time to really study how your cash flow has been in the past few months, um, what has worked, what hasn't worked, and you look at areas in your, in your business that have been bleeding cash needlessly, find a way to plug all of those holes and make sure that you're not bleeding cash unnecessarily. And the other thing you also want to really think about is to, to deal with what is going on right now. Most businesses are finding a way to switch their business models to be able to accommodate um, new product lines, um, new type of partnerships and collaborations to continue to stay afloat. A simple example is, for example, companies that have been uh, producing T-shirts or clothing. They are now doing uh, uh, face masks to add to their product line and increase the amount of revenue that they generate. So being able to um, um, understand what is going on at a time and then finding a way to adapt your business model to how the world is changing would put you in a position to um, deal with the current crisis. And for businesses to do this successfully, I think what is most really important is for businesses to understand that the type of business model you need to deal with the times now is not the typical business model that has worked over the times. And businesses have to find a way to build more resilient models that can withstand the stress and times that we are in because we really don't know for how long this will go on for. And another thing that businesses can think about in terms of dealing with um, the impact of COVID-19, uh, the government has really announced so many relief programs to support businesses deal with cash flow challenges. I think those are um, areas that businesses can also begin to look at and see which of them they qualify for. And there are also businesses that haven't really had a chance to have so much cash, especially now. But unfortunately, they have to really deal with um, what what is what what everyone has been presented with today? So I think focusing on the type of business model that the small businesses have will go a long way into determining how much cash they can generate going forward. If you currently operate your business as a strictly brick and mortar business and expect um, customers and clients to come look for you so that they can buy your product or leverage your services, I think this is really the time for business owners to really understand that um, there is an urgent need for your business to begin to explore going online and going digital. And the reason is that we will not wait for our clients to come find us. We need to be able to know where do we find our clients so that we can reach them in that place. And most people are very reluctant today to transact face-to-face. -to -face. So finding a way to take your business online so that you can reach your clients where they are can also be a very good strategy to enable you build a very resilient business model. So revisiting your existing business model and making sure that it is resilient enough and help you deal with the impact of COVID-19. Thanks for listening to Business Unplanned, a business podcast from BMO. Join us next month for our all new episode exploring your business questions. You don't wanna miss it, so subscribe now. And while you're at it, go ahead and rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. For other great resources, stop by our business resource hub at bmo.com forward slash small business resource hub, where you can book an online appointment or speak to a BMO advisor.